about the things that we could be But baby, I've been, I've been praying hard Said no more counting dollars, we'll be counting stars Yeah, we'll be counting stars Good morning, everybody. What is up? Yes, it's a morning gratitude unfiltered. What's going on, everybody? <laughs> Man, I, uh, I'm i really happy to be here. Uh, we had an amazing show last night. We are live this morning, which is becoming, well, kind of rare. I don't do morning shows very much anymore. Um, but very, very happy to be here. And the reason why I'm doing a morning show is because we have a guest all the way in Germany in the future. That joke's so old now. Anyway, whatever. I love, I, I really just appreciate, uh, there's so many amazing things about technology and one of them is being able to connect with people all over the world and, and then you just realize that, oh my gosh, we're not so different. <laughs> like, people have the same likes, loves, insecurities, um, and it's just amazing. Like I, I'm so blown away. I had a phone call this morning that blew my mind that uh, I'm just like, like in so much gratitude for, because it may, like, okay, I'm not really awake yet, so bear with me on that. So I got to stretch for a point. It's really hard, like when to make the decision to turn your life around is not necessarily the easiest thing because it takes a step into faith and a step into faith that maybe you're not used to taking. And my, from speaking from my own personal thing, I was not used to stepping into faith. And then when you do step into faith, God has this funny way of showing you why you stepped into faith. And but then there's more hills to climb and more obstacles to face and more giants to take on and so on and so on. And but one of the things that becomes incredibly um, lonely sometimes is stepping out in faith in such a way that you you feel exposed and you're just like, oh, crap, why did I do that? Like even now, like for as confident as I can talk about some of the things that are discussed, like I, I feel wounded after. Like I, I, I don't always feel great afterwards. And, and it's like, oh, my God, why did I do that? I can't go on public. I just want to go back and hide now. But then you get a phone call like I got this morning, and it reminds me <clears throat> of why I'm doing what I'm doing. It's to inspire other people to do the same thing. And this morning meant a lot to me. Like, it was just incredibly grateful for that. Um, but another, another thing, too, that has been amazing is just by having a platform that streams through all over the world, you get to meet different people. And our next guest is just an incredible, everything that I've been seeing and learning about our guest, um, I'm excited about. Like I'm, I'm genuinely excited to get to know her. Um, there is a small language barrier, which it doesn't seem that bad actually. She writes perfect English, uh, but she is in Germany and English is not her first language. So this is gonna be fun. Um, we've had, We've had somebody that was deaf on the show and we got to communicate through an interpreter. That was fun. Um, we've had all kinds of uh, fun little experiences, but this one's gonna be really, really cool. Good morning, Walter, good to see you. 
Um, and of course, I want to give a shout out really quick before we get into this. Um, a shout out to the radio and podcast audience. Thank you for supporting the show. Um, it just it means a lot to to see that to, to see the show grow and on those platforms. But of course, YouTube. Thank you. And then of course, Facebook, where all of this started. So thank you to the Facebook audience for always supporting the show, joining in on the conversation, which all of you can do now if you go to facebook.com slash gratitude unfiltered. Uh, so with that said, ladies and gentlemen, I'm really excited to introduce our guest all the way from Germany, Leah Fuchs. Fuchs. I, no, I'm butchered. I had it down. No. Hey. I'm trying not to curse. It's Fuchs. <laughs> Thank you so much for the sweet introduction. It's, it's so yeah. It's Fook, yes? Hmm? It's Fook. Fuchs. Fuchs. Okay. It's it's super difficult. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what time what time is it there? And um, so it's just a little bit after six p.m. So you're getting ready to go out, huh? Uh no, actually make dinner and go to bed. <laughs> it's Friday night. I know. I I love early nights. I love to get up early and get my workout in. So yeah. That's awesome. Well, Leah, thank you so much for joining the show today. And um, so, what? So, since it's the it's it's later in the day there, like, what today has been the thing that you're most grateful for so far? Um, let me think about it. So, there's usually like a list of things I'm grateful for. So, um, today was just like a normal day in my life, pretty much. So, I got up. Um, I have a morning routine. I do every morning. So, um, the first thing I do when I get up is actually I journal. So I write down a couple of things I'm grateful for. And I have my tea, take some time to meditate, and then have my shower and um, breakfast, and then head to the gym. So one of the things I'm like really grateful for is, for example, just like the conversations with the people at the gym, just like talking to my friends, um, getting to move my body, um, nourishing my body. And then in the afternoon, I worked a little bit um, on some things for my business. So that's like super exciting. Um, yeah, I'm just like in general grateful for my health and for the people I have in my life, being able to connect with you, for example, thanks to social media. It's amazing because I have lived in so many countries already and it's just so easy to stay in touch with like my friends in Australia, the UK, in the US. So I'm really thankful for social media as well because that's like how I stay connected with my friends all over the world. So I got to ask you, there's so many things in, in that statement that I want to talk about, um, especially your travels. Um, and I know that you have a desire to get back to the U.S., and uh, which is cool. Uh, you've lived in L.A. and San Diego and all amazing places. Um, but going back to the morning routine, I, to be honest with you, I, I have to fight that. One of the troubles that I have with doing morning shows now is because my, my quiet time my morning routine has gotten so much longer and I love it. Now it get bleeds into nine, 10 o'clock AM. Like I read and I research, I write, I love that. To this day, I think there's so many different levels of meditation, but the meditation of just being still and trying to silence everything out is not something that still agrees with me. Um, do you use, when you meditate, do you use like a guided meditation or how do you do that? Um, so most of the time I do use guided meditation. 
I actually would love to um, level up a little bit and just like meditate on my own, maybe just listening to music, some sounds and just like really allowing myself to um, let like all the emotions and thoughts come in and just like go out again. And when you listen to a guided meditation, um, you more or less follow the voice and what they're talking about. So um, yes, right now it's like mostly guided meditation, but I'm trying to incorporate some more meditation on my own just to get like aware of my own thoughts and feelings on a deeper level. Yeah, I had such a misunderstanding of meditation. Um, and meditation, I think, honestly, can you can make it what you want it to be for you. In the end, it's just getting still and getting present with yourself to become aware um, even with my, again, I have a very noisy <laughs> meditation practice. <laughs> it's so noisy. Like any, anybody that would like meditates, like is able to kind of sit there, just be still, I would drive crazy because my, my meditation is loud. Um, that said, it's allowed me to really get present with what's working for me and what's not, um, for you. What would you say the latest thing? Because it seems like you've been on a on a journey for a while. Like I love your in your feed on Facebook. Like when you post little stuff. What's it called in the window? Uh, the stories. In the stories, you'll post like things that you're reading. Yeah. You're reading some really deep stuff right now. Yeah. So what would you say? Like the most recent thing that you've become aware of in your life that you got to get rid of. Like you got to eliminate. Yeah, so that's a really good question. I just read a book and I can't pronounce the name, but I can put it in the comments later on. So it talked about like really um, getting more aware and um, especially of your thoughts and feelings. And for like on one side, not holding on to, for example, good memories, but also not suppressing bad memories or feelings. So it really talked about just like letting everything in and just getting aware, becoming aware, and then letting go of everything again. Even and letting go of the good. Yeah, because everything you're like holding on to, even if it's like positive or negative, it doesn't matter. He was talking about, his name is Michael Singer. So he was talking about how it gets stuck in your heart, which um, prevents the energy flow from like really going through your body. Um, so it's, it's a really complicated topic. So um, I'm just like getting into it, but it's like what I really want to learn is just becoming more aware of my feelings and thoughts and um, just like allowing myself to feel more deeply and um, just, yeah, um, letting go of past experiences that don't really serve me anymore. So we as human beings tend to hold on to memories because we identify ourselves with them and we build this identity. So it's really difficult for us to just let go of certain experiences. And uh, like everyone growing up, we just like get told so much stuff and we experience so many uh, things uh, which we hold on to. And it actually like most of them don't serve us. So that's something I'm really trying to learn, just like, um, letting those experience come up and um, just just let them go. It's, it's 
a really like difficult concept. I hope it does make sense. But um, yeah, that's something. And actually, um, if we have a couple of minutes, I would just like um, talk a little bit about a, an experience I actually recently had. And I never felt that way before. So um, I visited Los Angeles last december just to like visit my friends again and meet everyone and there was like one evening there was a gathering at the beach because a friend of a friend actually passed away around christmas um so there was like a gathering in order to remember him and we were all standing in in a group watching the sunset and i'm a really emotional person so i start crying quite easily in such like such situations and i had like music playing and like the, the sunset was beautiful, so beautiful. And um, my twin sister was with me, so she was actually hugging me and I, I started crying and I just, I didn't want to cry too loud, but just like there was this moment where like all those emotions came up and I could like really feel them coming up from inside of my heart. And I, I had never had like such a feeling before. And it, it was just like all of the emotions from like years ago and all of those like experiences and fear I was feeling and doubt and also positive emotions like love and gratitude and appreciation, like everything came up. And I was like, in this moment, I was able to let go. And I never had such a feeling before because I really feel released. And I like, it's, it's so funny because I just finished like this book one week ago. And he was talking, like Michael Singer was talking about the exact same thing to really let yourself allow to like feel everything and then just let go. And I, I can't really, it's really difficult to describe, but I hope it makes sense. So that's like something I really want to work on. That's heavy. Um, Walter, is, have you read The Untethered Soul? Oh yeah, that's it, that's it. Oh, okay. I started to read it and it, he got, there's another book that they wrote that was really good too that I, I did read. It was really, really good. Um, I don't understand this. Okay. Um, I don't understand that question. I agree, but how can we realize it? I want to ask you, what is the importance, or at least to your knowledge so far in this research that you're doing, why let go of the good things? Um, so it's really difficult to explain because I'm still wow. trying to like really understand everything he was talking about because it's such a deep topic, but he explained it, I think he explained it this way, like even the good experiences kind of block our heart. So we hold on to something, right? And it doesn't matter if it's good or bad, we are holding on to it. So we keep it in our heart pretty much. So he talks about how all our emotions are stored in our heart. So our thoughts are in our mind, but our emotions are stored in our heart. So even if we hold on to like the good things, it, it gets like kind of stuck in our heart and it prevents this like whole energy flow. It has like a special name in like the yoga language. I can't remember right now, but it prevents it from like really flowing, like from really um, absorbing the present moment from like letting all the energy like pass through us. And then, yeah, yeah. Walter knows all about it. He's like the expert. Um, so wow, Walter. <laughs> from like letting the, 
the energy and the emotions and everything we're experiencing in the present moment really flow through us. So it's about like really, really becoming present and just taking life moment by moment and really experiencing every moment to the fullest. And when we hold on to the past, it doesn't matter if it's positive or negative, it kind of still prevents us from really living in the now and really experiencing life as it is. Because we we start like judging um, the moment, it, if it's like positive or negative, it doesn't matter. And we don't really live it the way it is. So he talks about like serving the present moment, really making the best out of now. So I'm not quite sure if that makes sense. No, it makes it makes perfect sense because I can think of my like as I'm working through certain things in my life right now that and, and that I've become aware of through being present. Um, I okay, I recognize that because sometimes we will hang on to a relationship with the memory of yeah but she made me feel this kind of special way or we had good sex or yeah we had fun one time when we went on vacation and i'm going to hold on to that even though in the moment i feel miserable and i'm being abused or like whatever i mean it, it's just the, I, that makes perfect sense because i've i've told i've gotten stuck in life which is my own fault because of hanging on to a good memory of the past that didn't serve me anymore. It wasn't serving me in the present. Like donuts were great for me as a child. I loved donuts. It was like a reward for me. But donuts do not serve me well now because I will eat 12 of them. Does that make sense? <laughs> so I do think like positive memories can help us to shift our mindset and to make us like feel happier in the present moment. So I don't think like good memories are like bad or we shouldn't have like good memories, but it's just, um, I think the main idea is just to be open to what is in front of us now. So I think that's the main idea. Wow. This is a really good subject that I was not expecting. This is a wormhole I wasn't expecting to put down. It's great. I also think there's something to it because I think I recommended Code of the Extraordinary Mind to you because um, I recommend it to everybody because it's it's literally the best book I've ever read in my life outside of the Bible. Like it is the best book because it gets you out of the box. But part of being it's so funny. Part of being out of the box is being in yourself, in your heart, being present with yourself. Like that's how you escape the box. That's escaping the matrix, I think. So that it's, it's so that's interesting. But that book is all about getting outside of the box. So what, it'll be interesting how you tie what you're reading now into Code of the Extraordinary Mind and how you piece them together. That, that should be amazing. So now I'm going to go read Untethered Soul. Like, I get to read that book. Yeah, it's amazing. I loved it. Are you reading it in German or English? No, English. I um, actually listen to Audible book most of the time. Yeah. So it's like part of my morning routine as well. Like, as soon as I get into the shower, I turn my phone on. And while I, I'm, like, putting makeup on and all that stuff, I still listen to the book. So that allows me to, like, listen to an audible book at least, like, two hours a day because I also put it on while I'm driving to the gym and back and when I do, like, grocery shopping. So um, that's 
that's actually what I do. And then at night, I have a book at the moment. I'm like reading one page uh, at night. Um, but usually I listen to audible books. So, okay. So one of the things that I love about you the most is your desire. Like you literally will ask, what are you reading right now? What is, like you're seeking information. Yeah. You have a burning desire to become a higher version of yourself. It's yeah. inspiring. Like I love it. There's a handful of people that I can honestly, because I know the work they're doing, because I can see it, that I go, I look to and they motivate me. You're one of them. And I, you didn't know that, but you are, because I love that thirst for <laughs> I had I had a point and then I just completely freaking lost it. Ah! Uh, um, oh, I know what I was gonna ask you. What what like that not that hunger comes from somewhere. The hunger for to want more, the hunger to, to be a higher version of yourself. What is driving that? What is firing you up to do that? Because it's not something that it's casual for you. It is a genuine passion that seeps through technology, like through the internet and social media. Like as I'm seeing you grow, that passion is evident. But what is fueling that? Where did that come from? That's a really, really good question. I never thought about it. Really. But I didn't forget it. Jeez. <laughs> um, so it's probably um it's when I look back, so I had a time uh, in my life where I felt like really, really lost. I felt like I didn't know who I was anymore. And I felt like I didn't have control over my life, over my body, over my relationships. And um, so when we go back like a couple of years, when I lived in um, Sydney, actually, I lived in Australia for a year as well, I got diagnosed with um, gastritis, which is a sudden inflammation in the lining of your stomach. And I'm usually someone who never gets sick or ill or anything. So it was like a completely new experience to me. And uh, like the pain was so bad that I couldn't even like drink water for a couple of days because it hurt so much and there was like nothing I can do about it. The medicine I got subscribed didn't help. So I got really really skinny so at the end like after a couple of weeks i was pretty much only um skin and bones like i looked i looked so bad and um i felt super super insecure in my body and um the thing is that like the years after i really struggled with like gaining weight i just couldn't put on weight and i was like dangerously uh, dangerous uh, you know what I mean? Underweight. So um, I didn't really know what to do. I felt lost. I felt super insecure. I hated my body. And usually I'm a really positive person. I love to meet people. I love to go out. Um, but I really, really turned into a really insecure person. And I avoided going out. So my friends would ask me if I want to go out and I would just say no. And I developed this fear about what other people thought of me, which I never had before. And um, I was just 
I didn't know what to do anymore, to be honest, because I kept myself isolated. My and not only my health suffered, but also my relationships, because my parents didn't really know what's going on. My twin sister kind of knew what was going on because she's my twin sister. We're super close. We talk about everything, but my friends were worried about me and I just, I felt completely lost and that only changed when I decided to take control of my life and when I gave up playing a victim of my own circumstances and really took responsibility for my life again. And I was like, okay, Leah, you have two choices. You can stay this way. You can like complain how like the gastritis made you like underweight and you can like simply not gain weight and it's so hard and just like um, continue to complain, to blame or whatever, judge yourself. Or you can take action, take your control back, take responsibility for your life and just do whatever you can to turn it around. And I think that's like when the whole journey started and it wasn't easy at all. It took me years to get to the point I am now feeling actually confident in my body and starting to love myself. Um, but it was worth it. And I think that's probably what slowly developed this desire to just get bet better every day, to live up to my true potential because I don't want to ever feel the same, like the, the way I felt like a couple of years ago and never want to feel that way again. And it's just like, I just realized we only have one life. We only have one body and I don't only want to treat my body well. I also want to live up to my true potential and I don't want to die one day and you never know how long your life is. That's just the fact. And I don't want to die one day saying, what if, what if I did this? What if I didn't do this? I just don't want to have any regrets. And an amazing thing about bodybuilding, which I slowly got into because I wanted to put on healthy weight is you can work on yourself every day. Obviously, it's mainly on a physical level, but it's only uh, also on like a mindset level because you have to push yourself, you try to better yourself every day. Um, and that's like, it's really difficult to explain, but everything came together. And I'm just like grateful for every experience. It doesn't matter if it was like positive or negative because I truly believe everything happens for a reason. And we have to go through certain events or periods in our life that are no fun, that are like super, super hard. And we probably can't really understand them at this moment. But looking back, everything made like total sense. And everything led up to the moment and to the person I am today. And yeah, so that was like, a super long reply. I'm so sorry, but like just the whole whole journey um, got me to where I am today and got me to being the person I am today. Just like 
um, thriving to be the best version of myself for myself, but also for everyone around me. And um, that's something I want to um, continue for the rest of my life. And um, yeah. So you brought up learning to love yourself. Mm -hmm. um, that has been kind of a theme on this show too, is like through self-discovery, one of the issues that I had was just not loving myself. And that for me, not loving myself equated to not trusting myself. And now that I'm in this place where I truly do trust myself, I trust myself to make the right decision when I'm triggered. I trust myself to make the right decision to reverse that trigger, to retrain that trigger. Um, but love, loving yourself, I think looks different for people, looks different for everyone. What does loving yourself look like to you? That's a really good question again. So I think loving yourself is a lot about accepting yourself, accepting your past, accepting um, everything about you, the good and the bad. So um, it's about, for me, a big point is also not judging myself the whole time, not being so hard on myself the whole time, because I'm someone I'm like really ambitious and um, I want to achieve my goals, but I'm also really hard on myself. And I criticize myself quite often and self-love and not doubting myself and believing in myself is actually something I'm really struggling with every day still. And it's like the main thing I'm still working on and it's a journey. You have to work on it like every single day. And self-love is not easy at all. But yeah, for me, like if I would have to put it in one sentence, it's just like accepting myself as I am with like all my flaws and all my mis all the mistakes I did and whatever it might be and um, being kind to myself and just accepting all the feelings, all the thoughts and um, yeah. So I, I just, I wanna get off of this for, subject for a little bit um, because I'm just dying to know. Like we live in, the world is getting smaller yet some of us don't know anything i mean you're three thousand i think six thousand six thousand miles away from los angeles but what was it like growing up in germany like as a child like what did you do as a child in germany um so i think it's not um it's quite similar i guess that did you watch cartoons or like i mean I, yeah just tell us what it was like how, how was it similar so um, I grew up in like a small city. It's not like a really big city. I have a twin sister, as I already mentioned. I have an older brother who is one and a half years older. So growing up, I um, just, I played with like my friends, my siblings. I was like outside a lot. I always played sports. I was always active. Um, I went to school just like, just usually had like it's like high school in America is a little bit different than here in Germany, but um, as a whole, it's quite similar. So um, I played sports, was out in nature a lot, went to school obviously, but I actually moved out the first time when I was fifteen, which is quite young. Wow. So. 
for some reason, I always wanted to go abroad. Like, I don't know when the idea came up, but I always wanted to travel to um, go to different different countries. So when I was 15, I actually moved to the US for the first time. And since then, I haven't lived in one place longer than one and a half years. So I moved like 12 or 13 times in the past nine years. Most of the time it was across countries. So I lived in Australia, the UK, um, in the US three times. I traveled Asia, I went to Bali. I obviously visited a lot of countries around Europe because it's quite easy to travel. So I didn't have like this normal German life, I guess. So most of my friends just like stayed here and just went to school and obviously they went on holidays, but me and my sister, we traveled a lot. So it's not like a like completely normal childhood, I would say. So I lived like away from my parents uh, most of the time. And I went back like to finish high school. I went back to Germany to finish high school, but I left to go to Australia. And um, then I came back to study, but I soon left to go to the UK to study as well. So yeah, it was like a lot of moving, but I would never change a thing. I had like the best time ever. It's also hard because you get to know people, you get to uh, get uh, used to like a city, the people, the environment, you get to know the culture, you fall in love with like different places. I fell in love with like Los Angeles, all my friends there, and then you have to say goodbye again. It's really, really tough. It's especially tough to adapt again once you're back home because you always have the feeling one, like a piece of your heart is missing. I like even even being back now for almost for over a year, it's still hard. Like I I miss Los Angeles every single day. I miss my friends, but at the same time I miss my friends in the UK. I miss my friends in Australia. So like everyone who is in a similar um, situation and who has traveled quite a lot and lived in different places can definitely relate because you leave pieces of your heart wherever you like live. So that's, yeah, that's like the disadvantage uh, disadvantage about it, but I would never like change a thing. That's so inspiring. Um, I guess last night on the show has <clears throat> traveled a lot. She's a global citizen. And, you know, I've always had this dream to travel the world. And what I will do with the show is is travel and serve and the communities, all places that you've lived in, by the way. Um, and it's just like it's just screaming at my heart because I, I believe that I truly believe that we're all the same. Like we're not different. We're not that different. I mean, you just talking about your childhood. And the fact that you traveled, well, there's there's people in my childhood growing up in Oklahoma that there's some people that never leave Oklahoma. And there's some people that never leave the United States. There's other people that have that spirit or that ambition to go see what's out there. And I'm always inspired by the people that take the leaps, they travel, they don't worry about things, they worry about experiences and they create experiences. Like to, to me, that's living life. That's that's education that's growth that's 
it's amazing. I get, I, I'm just, I'm so inspired by people like you that do that because it's something that I've not taken advantage of the way that I should have, but I get to do that now. And I get to create that in my world. LA is home for me. Like I, of course, anywhere, anywhere in Southern California, I'm going to be super happy living, but I love LA. And that, that said, I love LA because of all the people from around the world <laughs> that, that are here. And just what I've learned from being here makes me want to go out and experience all of it. Um, but I would, I'd love to ask like what, in all of your travels and your experiences and making friends in all of these different places that you've lived, what has been the one, the biggest takeaway from that experience? Um, I think the biggest takeaway is when you travel, you have to be open-minded. You, at least when you don't want to like be alone the whole time. So you have to be open-minded. Um, just, just being like open to really getting to know different cultures, different ways of life, um, different views. So as you said, I believe like deep, uh, believe deep inside we are like the same. We are more similar than different actually, mm -hmm. but there are still differences. So when you travel, um, you're pushed out of your comfort zone because you don't have your friends around you. You don't have your family around you most of the time. It's a new place and it's like a completely new experience. And that pushes you out of your comfort zone. And you have to be willing to learn, to be open, to experience new things. And um, I think that's the beautiful thing about traveling. You just, you're pretty much forced to grow. And um, I'm so, so grateful I left home when I was 15 because that really taught me to be more open-minded and to judge less. Because when you travel the world and you meet so many people, you you actually notice like everyone or like i believe at least everyone no matter or like of their past um have something beautiful inside of them they're like a good person like deep inside they're a good person and when you just like get to get to meet so many people and you you hear like so many different stories and they tell you about their life and what is what they want to achieve it's just like so inspiring and you just learn to like see the beauty in like different countries but also in different people and you notice that let like even if someone speaks like a different language there are other ways to communicate like even if like people for example in thailand and bali and they weren't able to talk english and german uh, obviously not um <laughs> they're, they're like different ways to communicate and you can like still you like the laugh and um, it's just, yeah, I can't really put it into words, but it's just being open and going through life with like an open heart instead of like a closed heart and just trying to experience everything and to see the beauty and everything and everyone. So what do you do for a living that allows you, I didn't read all of your bio, um, so forgive me, I, I never read people's bio because I don't like to ask predictable questions. I just want to ask what comes up in my, comes through me, I guess. Um, 
But what do you do for a living that allows you to travel the world like this and live in different cities? So, so far, I have to be honest, so far, uh, I just graduated last year. So I'm still quite From young. High school? And no, 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 from uh, college, university. Oh, yeah. But I pretty much, I um, when I finished high school, I moved to Australia and I worked. I worked as an au pair for seven months. And me and my sister, my sister lived in Sydney as well, but she worked for a different family. Um, so we just saved up money. And then with the money we saved up, we went and traveled. We traveled around whole Australia, went to Bali. And that's how we were able to travel um, Asia and Australia. And then I went back to Germany and started university and also moved to the UK, um, which was like the partner university. So it was like pretty much um, part of my course. So I obviously didn't like the costs ran like any different. So I, I was still a student. I got like support from like the state in Germany and obviously still my parents. And then when I went to San Diego and Los Angeles, I actually worked. So I did like two internships and um, worked for two different companies. So that's how I was like able to um, finance myself. And I still had like support from my parents. And um, yes, so last year I just graduated uh, with like my double degree in international business. But um, I developed a passion about fitness and nutrition uh, due to my like own journey. And I decided to become a certified personal trainer. And I just finished my nutrition certificate a couple of weeks ago. And I actually started my online business last year. So that's something I'm really focusing on this year to grow my online business, to be able to just like similar as you said, to be able to continue to travel and hopefully move back to Los Angeles. Um, yeah, so that's it <laughs> summed up. When you move back to uh, Los Angeles, you can be my trainer. Yes, please. <laughs> I would love to. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready to get spirit ripped. Um, I'm doing a, uh, like an, I, I don't know if it's an official 90-day challenge, but some of us, like I'm friends with and my mentor, are just on this hardcore 90-day training regimen. And uh, like I'm, you know, I, I, I want a trainer. <laughs> <laughs> so I need someone to scream at me when I want to eat more. Um, I love food. Oh my gosh. And even though I'm eating healthier food, uh -huh. I can still eat a lot of it. So anyway, <laughs> um, I, I listen, I'm, um, I'm such a huge fan. I, and, and especially now knowing, getting to see like my intuition was right about who you are, who you be and you know, who you're becoming. I, I think it's really inspiring. And it just shows you, too, that inspiration can come from any age. Um, doesn't matter if it's a child or somebody that just graduated college. Even if us older folks, um, you know, we can look at someone like you as inspiration for what you're doing, the work that you do, the light that you radiate. I think it's, it's just terrific. Um, so thank you so much for blessing us today. I know it's 6 p.m., 7 p.m. there. But uh, thank you so much for joining the show, and I just cannot extend my gratitude to you enough. Well, thank you so, so much for having me on here. I hope I was able to put my thoughts into words in English. Yes, good job. 
And um, yeah, thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to connect with like your audience. And I hope it was like of value and I was able to inspire a little bit. And um, I'm looking forward to stay in touch and following your journey. And I think it's amazing what you're doing. Like um, you inspire so many people and just like being so open and vulnerable. It's just, it's amazing. And just like stay the way you are and keep inspiring. That means a lot to me, thank you. Um, it really does. Well, I will tell you too that you, <clears throat> in a in the 43 minutes that we've been on, uh, there's just so many powerful nuggets. So like for the people that just joined or the people that watch on the replay or people that are listening on the radio, like get a notepad and watch this again because you just dropped a lot of wisdom on, on us. So I'm just very, very grateful. So you have a wonderful weekend. Thank you again for coming on the show, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Man, she was amazing. Um, all right, guys. Thank you so much. You guys have a blessed weekend. Uh, no more shows for a few days. And uh, my mom is coming in town. Get to go see my mom. So you guys have a blessed weekend. Thank you for all the support. God bless.